In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time to get happy. Harvesting happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen. A fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness because happiness is a choice. And happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show, Harvesting Happiness. Lisa's going to shine a light on the well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. And as a filmmaker, psychologist, author, professor, and motivational speaker specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cypress-Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. In the show, she'll also focus on military families, service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and civilian life reintegration issues. So let's get to it. Harvesting Happiness on Togenet.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen, your host, and I'm here to speak with you today as I do each and every week about happiness, well-being, and human flourishing. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. The achievement of a happy life is not only good for us, but good for those around us. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to the collective flourishing of humanity on a global level. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. Before we bring on today's guest, and we have a big lineup, I want to open up the phone lines for Colin at 877 864 Four eight six nine. Again, that's eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. Or you can log into toginet.com uh, and come right into Togi Chat, which is our live chat room where we interact with guests as well as the other speakers and our producers. And you can see the live workings of this show behind the scenes. Um, today's subject matter is a very serious one, although we. Uh, provide programming about well-being and human flourishing and happiness. We also provide programming about parts of life that are not always as pleasant to talk about, but very much a part of the pursuit of a good life. Um, Last week, we spoke about uh, sexual assault. I believe it was last week or the week before. And today's show, focusing on our military community, is all about suicide awareness, and prevention. Um, the men and women of the United States military, and probably militaries all over the world, are charged with the task of serving and protecting and going out and fighting for the rights that each of us um, choose to uh, enjoy every day. And when they come home from service, they're often challenged with very serious and real issues, and some of that includes um, thoughts of suicide. Suicidal ideation is very much a part of combat trauma, 
It can also be symptoms of traumatic brain injury. And today's show is focusing on that. And we have a couple of experts who will be participating with us on the show. In addition to which, we are starting a monthly military-specific show that uh, involves Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, which is the nonprofit side of the work that I, Lisa Cypress-Kamen, does. And I want to welcome, without further ado, Debbie Gregory. Debbie Gregory is the CEO of MilitaryConnection.com and the founder of the Veteran and Military Business Owners Association, BAMBOA. Debbie Gregory covers all the bases when it comes to serving the needs of military and veteran communities. MilitaryConnection.com, one of the most popular websites on the Internet for active military veterans and their families, is referred to as the go-to site for jobs, benefits, news, and information regarding education benefits. Ms. Gregory was named Woman Business Owner of the Year by NALBO, Ventura County National Association of Women Business Owners, and that the huge reach that MilitaryConnection.com allows her to do what she truly enjoys doing, which is serving and assisting veterans, active military, their families, and a number of nonprofits, including this one, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, um, where we are going to be doing a column um, on Debbie's website, and Debbie is also going to be participating on our show monthly to highlight what's going on in the military world. Without further ado, good morning, Debbie. Thank you for joining us today. Good morning, Lisa. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Oh, it's great having you here, and I want to just have you highlight for our listeners some of the um, benefits of going to your website, what people can learn about, how they can learn about all topics, not just uh, psychosocial related. Okay. Um, Military Connection is probably one of the most comprehensive directories of resources and information, and there are literally thousands of pages, and there's something for everyone. Uh, You can find benefits, you can find commissaries, you can find pay charts. Uh, Two of the areas that we focus in are jobs, and we are a top 100 employment website, and education, because the post-9-11 GI Bill and other education benefits are a wonderful gift to those that serve. And I'd like to state that one of the things that we find over and over, whether it be education or other things, is that those who serve aren't always cognizant of the benefits they've earned. You know, they they write a blank check, only less than 1% serve our you know, their population serve, and they write a blank check up to and including their lives. And when they come back, they've earned benefits. And I see two things. I see sometimes, as I said, they're not cognizant of them. And then other times I see um, where they think someone might deserve it more than them and they don't file for them until things mm. get very desperate. I, I, I saw that recently with a, a wounded warrior that I became personally involved with. And um, you've earned these benefits. You deserve them. Um, you deserve the American dream and everything, you know, so that we can live our lives. We've lived our lives while you've risked everything, and your families, too. They serve as well. So I really hope that they'll come on the site because, you know, we're always trying to add to it as a work in progress. Um, new areas, uh, we have areas on how to do a stand down. Uh, we have uh, areas, of course, on PTSD and mental health. Uh, we have areas for spouses, for veterans. Um, I also serve on California's Interagency Council for Veterans. 
So your input is important to me. Um, we work with many of the nonprofits that help and associations, veterans and military, and we're known as the go-to site. That's our nickname. Um, General James Combs, who was the commander of Los Alamitos Joint Forces Base, nicknamed us that, and it's stuck, and that's what we are on Twitter, the go-to site. And we have a very significant reach. Um, we have over 100,000 followers on Twitter. We average over 9,000 visitors to the site a day, and we have a database of over 800,000 emails. So if you want to get the word out, and as long as it's something that's going to benefit those that serve, Military Connection is the go-to place for that. And that's how I came to you. We were introduced through a mutual friend who said, wow, with what you're doing with your nonprofit work, you need to meet Debbie. And that's how we connected. So it is all about interconnection. It is all about helping one another. And your website is a tremendous resource to learn how to obtain benefits, use benefits, and be made aware of some that you might not always have been aware of. Right. And even with the jobs, we have um, – you know, hundreds of articles, what to wear to a military job fair, how to negotiate an offer, uh, the cover letter, um, interviewing questions. Uh, we have top writers uh, that also are career coaches for the New York Times writing original articles for us. So there's a lot of value, and everything is provided free to users. Um, military Connection is not a nonprofit. We, you know, we do charge for online advertising to companies. However, we probably dedicate a third or more of our resources to the nonprofits. So, you know, that's where my passion is. And uh, some of the uh, most incredible people on the planet that I've met are the people that are serving military and veterans and the, some of the different nonprofits. Yeah. It's, um, you know, there are a lot of us out there that are focusing our energy and our time to working with men and women who have served that come home and have challenges and the families that have challenges, and, and your site is a resource for not just my own work, but everybody who is doing work in this arena that is uh, serving. Well, and Lisa, I, I, want... I was going to say what you do is so important, and I, I love, I really kind of get you because um, I, in a nutshell, a lot of what you do is you're looking at the, the, the glasses half full, look at what you have. Yeah. In many ways, and I think, and I, and that's where I am too. You know, I, we, everybody in life has challenges that they deal with, and you know, sometimes they're not fair. But if we can look and see the good part of what we have, sometimes that helps. It always helps me to get through them. Indeed, and that is the whole purpose of Harvesting Happiness for Heroes is uh, helping those that need the assistance to reframe their lives and move beyond the issues that they have been challenged with, and that is the topic for another show. I wanted to um, take the time to introduce you, Debbie, online. You've been with us before, but now that we are going to have a monthly military-focused show that you will be a part of, Debbie will be with us monthly, <clears throat> and today's show is focusing on suicide awareness and prevention, specifically in the military. To learn more about Debbie Gregory and what she does, please visit militaryconnection.com. Again, that's Military Connection. We are closing out our first segment, Debbie. It flew by faster than the speed of light. But we will have you back next month, and we will focus a little bit more time on the Military Connection programming and how we dovetail into that. And thank you for being with us today. Oh, thank you very much. And um, I want to commend everything that you do. It's, it's so wonderful. And 
I hope that those in need will utilize the services that you're providing because they're such a wonderful resource for them. Thank you. And well, such value. Thank you. Well, we're growing every day, you know, and, and um, aligning with other like-minded individuals such as yourselves and other like-minded individuals such as your organization helps us to grow and, and expand and give what we do away for free, which is the same basis as what you're doing for the veterans. We do not charge for our veterans' services. So to find out more about Debbie Gregory, again, um, go to militaryconnection.com. You will find a, a, a whole host of services. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Are you someone who leaps out of bed to greet the morning, amazed at your good fortune every hour of the day? Or are you someone like me who needs regular infusions of inspiration? I'm Meg Pierre, a photographer, travel writer, and creator of the website www.com viewfromthepeer.com, which focuses on the human quest to connect with self, others, and a sense of wonder. Every day, the site features a new beautiful image from my travels around the world, captioned by an uplifting quotation. This daily dose of inspiration is available free. Viewfromthepeer.com also presents monthly interviews with fascinating people I have met in my travels, who offer their personal stories and wisdom along with in-depth destination stories about cultural traditions from around the world. If your day could benefit from a quick change of scenery or attitude adjustment, I invite you to visit www.viewfromthepeer.com. Are you or do you know a returning U.S. military man or woman in need of restoring joy in their lives? Did you know that our nonprofit, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, offers stigma-free combat trauma and post-deployment reintegration programming? Check us out at www.hh4heroes.org. That's HH, the number four, and heroes.org. Happiness is an inside job. Wear the message on t-shirts, baseball caps, sterling silver designer jewelry, and more. Please visit our online boutique at www.harvestinghappiness.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. And please, if you are a service personnel, family, or military um, service person, please visit Debbie Gregory's site, militaryconnection.com, where you can learn all about the benefits available to you and resources to assist you and your family in your life. Today's show, we are focusing on military 
suicide awareness and prevention for veterans, their families, their friends, and this is a very, very serious subject matter. And uh, the seriousness, seriousness of it is such that while we have lost thousands of men and women serving in the conflicts over the last 10 years, the amount of casualties that will occur either by suicide or homicide in the military's post-deployed world will exceed that of which were killed in action during active duty. And that is a stunning statistic. I do not have the exact numbers. I think Ash and Allison, who are our guests today, will be able to provide us with uh, further numbers, but we have a problem on our hands, and it actually is a growing epidemic. And our next um, set of guests are going to help us highlight this. The first guest that we have on the line is Ash Adams. He is a multi-award-winning filmmaker and actor who has starred in television shows such as Ryan's Hope, Thunderboat Row, and Acapulco Bay. Excuse me. Adams also appeared in Adam 12, VIP, The Young Riders, Renegade, FBI, The Untold Stories, Beverly Hills 90210, and The New Dragnet. He also is a filmmaker and who is a writer and a producer, director, and very much involved um, in military suicide prevention. Um, his most recent film, it's a short, is called In Mexico. It is about a returning combat vet suffering from PTSD. He is currently adapting Stuart Wood's novel White Cargo, starring Aaron Eckhart, which he will direct and produce. He is a lifetime member of the legendary Actors Studio and lives in the People's Republic of Malibu with his basset hound, Mickey Rourke. That is very funny. Welcome, Ash. Good morning. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Good morning. I want to also introduce Allison, who is someone who is a friend and near and dear to my heart and a partner in some of the programming that we do at Harvesting Happiness for Heroes called Return to Duty, which is all about training us civilians and corporations on how to welcome a warrior home back into the workplace. Allison Lighthall has served as a captain in the Army Nurse Corps from 2004 through 2007. She has spent the past nine years creating programs and training through the psychosocial reintegration of veterans. Allison served as Fort Carson's psychiatric nurse consultant and the lead clinician of their urgent psychiatric care response team, providing emergency psychiatric care to their emotionally wounded. She also created Fort Carson's mental resilience program for their 1,000 uh, 1, hospital employees, a program that was subsequently adopted by Army hospitals on numerous other military bases. Allison is currently, as I mentioned, the Program Director of Return to Duty, an educational program for employers of veterans sponsored by Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. That's us. She's written several articles on the subject of returning veterans and is a popular national speaker. Good morning, Allison. Welcome. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I am well. Thank you so much to both of you for being here this morning, and thank you for your willingness to tackle a very uncomfortable and dark subject. And let's talk a little bit about in Mexico, and it's hard to really talk about it in specifics because our listeners have not seen the film yet, but Ash, you were called to create this piece, 
and I'm hoping you can shed a little light on what motivated you and when we're going to be able to see this. Yeah, I can. I, I think, you know, I, I, somebody asked me the other day, they said, you know, why, why did you make this? And, and the honest answer is I don't know. Um, you know, the, 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 and what I mean by that is I don't know how it all sort of came to fruition and came tumbling into some sort of synchronistic critical mass and I was able to do it. Um, and I, I think the, the real answer to that question is, is that in Mexico came from a place of being really pissed off about what's going on about veterans, first and foremost. Um, I, I used to work with veterans in, in Westwood here, and I used to actually teach an acting class at the Veterans Hospital there. And it, it, these, were, these were from various conflicts. You know, people from Vietnam were still in there and, and Desert Storm and now Iraq and Afghanistan. So I think it came from, uh, from the, the hope that I could put a little bit of a spotlight on that part of, 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 of their experience that nobody seems to be talking about. And, and Allison could certainly get into, into the numbers a lot more than I can. Um, but I just, I wanted to, to put a little bit of a light on a little bit of a spotlight on these guys that are over there and what's happening when they come back and what's happening to them over there without getting political and without having to take a right or a left wing stand. And I think you've so successfully done that in this piece. And um, your, uh, our contact was made by a mutual friend. Thank you, Audrey Ruth. And yes, when I Audrey. received Audrey, and when I received the the film from you, I had to share it with Allison because this is Allison lives and breathes helping veterans um, survive, thrive, and go on with their lives. And Allison, when you saw this piece, you had a, 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 an emotional reaction to it that um, touched my heart. Yeah, I had, a, I had an incredibly emotional reaction to it. Actually, the, it, obviously our, the listeners haven't seen this movie yet, but uh, I recommend everybody to see it. It's, um, it's a, a relatively short film, but it has enormous power and clarity to it. So, the, the storyline of a, of a veteran struggling to reintegrate and his, um, and, and the, the pain that he's suffering is, was so exquisitely well acted. I didn't know who this guy on the screen was. I had absolutely no idea. <laughs> in fact, I was pretty convinced, and I told Ash this later, I was pretty convinced that it, that the guy that was doing this was actually a combat vet and that it was more a documentary than it was an acting. Um, job, so to speak, that it was, it was not done by an actor, by somebody who was actually experiencing it in real time. Um, when I found out that the man on the screen was the same guy who wrote the script and then directed it, I contacted Ash and I said, so, so you're, you are a combat vet? Is that what's going on here? I mean, you, there's nobody really that understands that kind of pain and anguish usually. It's usually, very private. It's very hidden. Um, veterans do not talk about the uh, the pain that they go through on a daily basis. Uh, it's not part of the ethos. It's not part of the warrior ethos to do that. It's much more appropriate for warriors to not burden people around them with what it is they're experiencing. And Ash portrays this in the movie with such crystal clarity that at the <laughs> At the end of the movie, when the conclusion happens, 
I actually burst into tears, and I already knew what was going on because I worked with these guys all the time. But the the impact of it was so profound for me because it, it really brought up for me all of the the people who have lost, who, who have died to suicide, all the people that I've worked with, and uh, all the people who are suffering, men and women, civilians who are part of the, the military family, and then the military themselves. Gosh, it's um, it's very powerful stuff, and. I, my my wish for this film is that everybody in America were, were was required to see it because I I think it would do more in its fifteen minutes than I could do in an hour of lecture. Well, well I, I don't I don't know yeah. I don't know about that, but my my, resp- my response to that is you know I mean I, when you know when when Audrey had you know had had sent the film to you, Lisa, and then subsequently you sent it to Allison, and then Allison sent it to Sergeant Sergeant Andy Brandy, who I know you've had on the show, um, and I've had several conversations with him as well. Um, you know, Allison's response to the to the movie meant the world to me because obviously, you know, one of the things as, as an actor and a filmmaker, when you're making a piece like this, the last thing you want to do is marginalize or... Or, or, or downplay, uh, or, or, you know, not do justice to, to, to our military or to, you know, what's, what's, what's going on with, with a specific veteran who's coming home. And the last thing I wanted to do was, was to, you know, be a poser with it and, and try to, you know, because I've seen that so often in, in movies where, where you just know that, where it's just it's just not coming across and and that was my big fear and so when I got the response from 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 Allison I knew that I'd done okay and when I got it you know I got the response from you and from Andrew Andy Brandy I I knew that I had I had done okay with it and I didn't you know at least not embarrass the military you know by this which was really my big fear it was scary to make in in that respect um because I I, I, I wanted... actually Ash I I really think you did enormous honor to the military, that you as a civilian would climb inside that pain and portray it. You know, these guys have to live with that skin every day. Um, But for you to decide to climb inside of it voluntarily and show people what that pain looks like and feel like, wow, I don't know. I think you did enormous Mm -hmm. justice to them and, and really, really served everybody extremely well. Well, I, I hope so, um, and I and I think we're close to the break. But when we get back, I want to talk about you know who I wrote it with, who who's also a combat vet, and um, you know some of the rest of the cast and things like that. But um, you know, I I just I I think it's a really good start to to the piece because you know I just finished it, and the fact that that you guys, Lisa and Allison and and Andy Brandy, have already you know watched it. And Allison, I'm sorry to interrupt you guys. We are going to go to the break, and I want to make sure that we let our listeners know how to reach out. To us collectively for this work. You can find out more about all of what we're talking about at HH, the number four, and heroes, H E R O E S dot org. That is our nonprofit. Um, when we come back, we are going to continue this conversation and learn more about the making of this piece and also focus on the actual act of suicide prevention, what we as civilians, what we can do as military families and supporters of these men and women who are going through complex circumstances, the symptoms, what we can do about it, and how we can help them gain help. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how. 
on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. Like what you hear on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio? Subscribe to us on iTunes and get your weekly dose of joy downloaded free and easily to your computer or portable device. That's Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. likes to win enter our weekly contests at harvesting happiness on facebook where we give away our guests books music film and products each week in addition we also do great harvesting happiness giveaways like free coaching sessions with lisa cypress cayman lisa's books happiness first aid kits h factor where is your heart documentary film happiness is an inside job products including the sterling silver infinity bracelet that benefit harvesting happiness for heroes a nonprofit whose mission is to assist our returning military personnel and their loved ones challenged by combat trauma and other post-deployment reintegration issues. Join us at Harvesting Happiness on Facebook. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress came and has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Cayman on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Cayman. Welcome back, everyone, to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. Today's show focus is all about military awareness, suicide prevention, and how we can help veterans, their families, and friends help a vet who is contemplating suicide. And with me today, we have, of course, Debbie Gregory from MilitaryConnection.com, which is a tremendous resource for all things uh, military that can serve the military community. We have Ash Adams, who is a documentary filmmaker, actor, writer, producer, who has done a short piece called In Mexico, which highlights the very serious problem of suicide within the military, especially in a post-deployed world. And Allison Lighthall, who is near and dear to my heart and part of Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. She is a military psychiatric nurse and educator. And Allison, I would love to start this segment with you to talk about suicide prevention, what we can do. Well, the military had a, um, a little card that we used to give out to everybody because when people are faced with um, people that are in that moment of crisis, it can be very difficult to remember what to do. And we came up, not we, I, but I mean the military came up with a very easy to remember 
um, format, which was the ACE card, A-C-E, Ask, Care, and then Escort. And it's a, it's a very good guide, set of guidelines about what to do when you are with somebody who is talking about, they're using words like they're feeling desperate or the situation is getting desperate. That's one of those hot words that you want to be listening for. Words like, um, hopeless, um, phrases like, I don't think I can go on much longer. I can't take it anymore. Um, I, I don't want to be alive. I, I wish I were dead. All of those phrases that refer to it have to be taken very seriously because a lot of the time what people are doing is they're throwing out a little bone to see whether or not anybody's really going to care. And because their, their current story that they're telling themselves is that nobody cares, their life is worthless, it's too painful to stay alive, and that death is the, is the correct way out. When you have somebody who believes that suicide is the answer to a set of problems, you have a very serious situation on your hands. So when you're talking about um, these kinds of phrases of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling desperate, my life is over, I can't handle it anymore, then you're really um, needing to get these these people some very serious care and not brush it off as, oh, I'm sure that's not what they mean, because they're really testing to see whether or not anybody does care. So the first is to ask. Ask the question, are you thinking of hurting yourself? Are you thinking of killing yourself? Are you contemplating suicide? Those are the kinds of questions you have to ask, and it has to be pretty direct. What astonishes most people that does this work is that the response is often very honest. People who are considering suicide often say, yeah, I'm thinking about killing myself. I, I've been thinking about it for a while. They're, they're, usually the people that are doing the asking are very surprised by the honesty. Uh, at that point, people have pretty much given up, and they don't really care who knows anymore. So um, they very often will get a very honest answer about it. The second is to care about the answer, and that means really having an empathic response. The empathic response needs to be that really that really alarms me, I care about you, I want to take this seriously, I don't want to leave your side right now, I want to make sure that, that you get care. And then the third is to escort. You physically do not leave that person alone, not even for a minute. You Once you've determined that this person has a plan of any kind, and they'll be usually pretty upfront about what the plan is. Um, they may be sort of oblique and referring to it, like a soldier might say, "Well, you know, I own a lot of guns." I mean, they may they may be they may be pretty straightforward about about sort of letting you know what their plan is um, and and sketch it out for it for you. But they may also be a little bit more around the edges about it, not wanting to really reveal the whole plan because they don't want to reveal to you how much they've given it this thought. It's usually a source of some shame. So you do not leave that person even for a moment and escort them to someone who is trained to care for them. We've taught, we taught the soldiers that does not mean that you take them back to their home, you know, maybe to their parents or to their wife. You don't do that. You take them to a trained clinician, whether it's an emergency room or whether it's the, at Fort Carson, it was the fourth floor of the uh, psychiatric department. Um, you take them physically to somebody and you don't leave their side until they are handed off into the hands of someone who can handle a suicide, uh, suicidal person. And, and that's, those are really the, for the 
three steps that we had in the military, I think that's the right three steps for the civilian world as well. Oh, I agree. And in fact, I'm holding the ACE card in my hand, and I want to give oh. the, uh, <laughs> the VA Suicide Prevention Hotline um, number out so it is part of this show. And that is 1 800 273 TALK, T A L K, or 1 800 273 8255, and press 1 for veterans. This is a veteran specific hotline. It is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It does not sleep or take a break. It is there for you. And um, here are a few other safety guidelines that I'd like to share, Allison, with your permission. And that is in addition to calling 911, which isn't always a viable answer, um, but it is taking or delivering that vet to a safe place. And if you are not in face-to-face contact but are speaking over the phone or computer with a veteran who expresses intent or harm to self or others, this is also really important. It's not just about doing harm to oneself, but to uh, do harm to others. And if a veteran is displaying threatening behavior with a weapon or object that can be used as a weapon, this is another telltale sign. If they're waving their gun around the house or a knife or a noose or something, I mean, these are uncomfortable things to talk about. But these are other signs um, and symptoms that need to be reacted to by someone who's not in crisis. By, by the one who is um, standing in the room or the environment, and that can even be through the computer. Or there are drugs involved where the, um, there is uh, self-medication to the point where there are extreme signs of overdose or, or, or physical injury. Help needs to be gotten to these men and women. Yeah, those are all uh, good. And, you know, just so people know, um, a lot of people try to overdose, especially women, a lot of people try to overdose on Tylenol, and um, if you've got somebody who has taken a hefty dose of Tylenol, um, a Tylenol, the sad news is that it will kill them, but it will not kill them that day. It's a very bad situation. It requires immediate intervention, getting them to an emergency room where they can have their stomach lavaged because um, Tylenol doesn't kill them right away. It kills them six, eight, ten days later when they go into liver failure. So if you know somebody, you know, Tylenol is something that's around, acetaminophen is around everywhere, and we take it for granted as being no big deal because it's over the counter. But it can be one of the, the worst, worst things that anybody can do to themselves, and it's awful for the family. So if you've learned that somebody has taken an overdose of Tylenol, do not try to treat it yourself. Get them right into an emergency room. God forbid. But that's, that's the... That's a, you know, we learned that, unfortunately, in the emergency room the hard way. Oh, that, 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 that is, we don't want that. We don't want that for anyone. We don't want that for our veterans. We no. don't want it for any, any human. Um, let's talk a little bit about some more of the signs, warning signs, that something is severely wrong and needs attention, um, such as the inability to sleep or excessive sleeping, the withdrawal from friends, family, and society. These are very common to veterans as when they come home. Increasing alcohol and drug use and self-medication, reckless activities. And let's talk about this, risky behaviors, and why this is very interesting. Allison, I know that you, you can target right in on this. Well, the, the risky behaviors come from the belief that um, the 
basically there's nothing left to live for, so why not push the envelope? They also get a kind of a, um, a an endorphin and adrenaline pain-numbing experience when they've done something, uh, an extreme sport or extreme speed, like on a motorcycle or something like that, that actually tends to sort of numb the pain. And the number... The more often they do one of those kinds of behaviors and they get that rush of being temporarily pain-free, uh, the more likely they are to continue the behavior because it's a pleasurable experience when in a, in a life of what is otherwise usually a lot of pain. And at some point, they're going to push the envelope too far. Um, so when you see somebody that's got a motorcycle and they're, they're, they're using it recklessly, that's... Uh, that's usually a sign that something else is going on uh, inside their head about not caring what's happening to them or what does happen to them. Another uh, equally alarming sort of thing is the withdrawal that you mentioned or, or alcohol use. Again, both of those are meant to decrease the pain. These are all, all of these behaviors are behaviors that are meant to be adaptive. They, they're, they're not very, useful in a lot of, in their end result, but in the moment that they're doing them, uh, they're meant to be adaptive. They're trying, the individual is trying not to be in so much pain. So they try drugs or they try alcohol. Um, they try withdrawal so that they decrease the number of um, triggers that happen to them. Uh, and by the way, you know, Ash, in his characterization of this in, the, in this 14-minute film, captures all of those things. Everything that we're talking about are the kinds of things that happen to this guy. And the feeling of being alone, um, one of the things that people should really pay attention to is if there is a dramatic change in behavior with no particular reason for it, no obvious reason for it. Um, in this movie, it's that this guy shows up at a bar in full dress uniform. That's a that's a very atypical way to be dressing going into a bar, and it is not the way that he'd been presenting himself up to that point. So when you see something like that, um, it's a red flag that something drastic has happened. Another, Excuse me another for interrupting, the... Allison. I'm sorry. I'm going to raise my own red flag here, and that is we are going to a commercial break, and we're going to continue this conversation about suicide awareness and prevention, specifically for the military community when we come back. In the meantime, to reach out to us to learn more about Harvesting Happiness for Heroes and what we do with our nonprofit. Well, here come the tunes. We'll do that later. <laughs> Where is my heart? Where is my heart? We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how. On Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet.com. Do you like Lisa's take on happiness, well-being, and human flourishing? Join us this spring as Harvesting Happiness launches online classroom programming where Lisa Cypress-Kamen will offer her workshop series across the globe and from the comfort of wherever you are. Visit HarvestingHappiness.com for more details. Part of the Grateful Good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center 
to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the Medical Center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back, everyone, to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. Today's show focus is a Harvesting Happiness for Heroes Hour, all about suicide awareness and prevention in the military community. And today's guests are Allison Lighthall, who is a psychiatric nurse, formerly with the Army, who is my partner in Return to Duty, a program that we offer to educate civilians and civilian companies on welcoming home warriors and reintegrating them back into the workplace. And Ash Adams, who is a, an actor, a filmmaker, specifically and most recently a documentary filmmaker, um, who did a piece called In Mexico, which is about military suicide. And today we are talking about this very difficult subject and the VA program called ACE, which is Suicide Prevention for Veterans, Their Families, and Friends. And the goals of ACE are to, the acronym is Ask, Care, and Escort. So asking um, direct and pointed questions of a vet who is in crisis, caring for that veteran to listen and get him or her what she or he or she needs, and then escorting, not leaving that person alone, but making sure they get the care they need in capable, educated, skilled clinical hands. And prior to the break, we were going through a list of additional warning signs to suicide, um, in, in addition to sleeping problems, withdrawal, increasing alcohol or drug use, Acting recklessly, we have rage, anger, seeking revenge, avoidance of reliving the past experiences, anxiety, agitation, dramatic mood changes, that sense of having no purpose in life, feeling trapped like there's no way out, hopelessness, and then finally suicide being the final solution. And that's where Ash's piece in Mexico comes in because you take us through all of these warning signs. Yeah, and it was in in Mexico within 15 minutes. Yeah, well, that was that was actually you know a kind of a challenge. I, you know, I wrote this piece with with a with a pal of mine, a guy named James Kraft, who was in Iraq, and he was he was a soldier in Iraq, and he's home now, and and you know he's he's doing terrific, and he's back in school, and you know he's 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 a really terrific dude, and and this was a way for for him to you know, sort of integrate his own experience with being there and coming back and, and, and moving on with his life. And, and that, and that brings me to, you know, to something I, I wanted to say since the beginning is that, you know, the arts have always existed as a means for us to express, you know, our, our internal condition. And, 
the, the arts exist for for us to to have as an avenue of healing. And I think one of the things that, that should be done and should be explored a little bit more is 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 the integration with the arts and, and our returning vets and our returning combat vets because um, you know whether it's painting, whether it's writing, whether it's acting, whether it's filmmaking, whether it's sculpting, I, I think we, we, the passion that they showed and and had to experience in combat has to be put somewhere when they return, and mm. and I think that's something you know Allison obviously knows a lot about, um, but you know it, that was sort of how it how it how it came to be for me and and Jim getting together and and deciding to write this piece together and then. And then making it was was just that was the loneliness that you guys were talking about earlier as signs to to watch out for and and the sadness and the hopelessness. Um, I, I knew I had to hit all of those all of those emotions and and you know all I can do is 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 internalize and materialize as an actor and you know one of the things that I did to internalize and then materialize is that I spoke combat. Several combat vets, and one of the things that I kept hearing over and over and over again it w- was this uh, unbelievable amount of of guilt and 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 shame with the collateral damage that went on in, in Iraq and Afghanistan, um, and and that's why I centered that around in Mexico, is and I think that that's something that Allison can talk about as well. Um, it, it's something that that really really shocked me with the amount of collateral damage that 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 has that has gone on with these uh, with these guys because they they just don't know who the enemy is and because they 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 don't have uniforms over there they all dress the same the civilians and the and the and the enemy virtually the same and that was something that I heard from all the vets that I spoke to um that that had just returned or or had been home for a couple of years and and these guys all had had basically the same type of feelings about it and one of the things that surprised me and 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 again Allison can can relate to this or or touch on this is that you know they've they've pocketed them up and they've boxed them up and they've put them away in their head and it's it's not easy to get to but uh, you know there there seems to be two 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 gears with this um they're, they're either boxed up and put away or they start to uh, materialize and in, in in really negative ways Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, Allison? No, I agree. I just, I, he's nailed it. He's absolutely got he it right. The, the it. sense of, yeah, the sense of guilt, um, survivor guilt is almost chokes them. It, it, it almost suffocates them. And, um, and the guilt around, as you eloquently call it, the collateral damage, the, the, uh, the way in which they have to carry out their tasks that that we as a country have burdened them with carrying out um, is not clean. It's not black and white. It's very mm-hmm. messy. And the impact on the psyche for for having to do those things is absolutely immense. Um, it's not, you know, I'm really glad you said that the guy that helped you write this is doing fine because I want people to understand that this is not a universal... 100% response to these terrible experiences. They are um, they're, they're common enough that we need to address them, but it's certainly not that these guys are falling apart. But it is. It takes a toll. Yeah. War yeah, does no take a toll, 
and it takes a toll not only on the soldier but the, but the family unit as well. And I'd like to talk a little bit about what we can do, what we can do um, individually, collectively, and some of the uh, criteria that is key for healing and moving on from merely surviving to thriving. And this includes the support of family, friends, the community, our battle buddies. Battle buddy support is key. And this is um, when uh, we help our soldiers to reach out to others who have been through life experiences so they can share their feelings and emotions and experiences in a safe way. Um, The other is developing better coping and problem-solving skills that are different from those that were learned in the military. Military, It's the readaptation of those very powerful skills that were taught to work better in civilian life. And then there are ongoing health and mental care relationships with uh, providers that are clinicians and sometimes not clinicians. that can be counselors and coaches um, to develop a sustained, viable reason for living, a mission, a passion, a purpose, that is beyond the military experience, after the military experience, and then cultural and religious or spiritual beliefs that discourage suicide or self-destruction and favor the support for living, the support for creativity and thriving. And yeah, this is, I don't, this is I mean, the I don't want to say that other than I agree, yeah. And this is the work that we do at Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. This is the kind of programming that we offer. These are the kinds of skills that we teach in our programming, which all lead towards greater self-mastery. And that is the key to reclaiming one's life after, after war. Yeah, and, and like, I, like I said, like I said, like I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to, to hit on this just for about ten seconds is that you know I, I think so so often what 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 Allison was talking about earlier about you know about the adrenaline rush and 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 about you know those those chemicals in our brain that that you know that are that are released when we do something that's you know that's extreme and there's nothing more extreme than the the extremeness of battle. And you know when these guys come home, I think that you know bringing the bringing the arts into into the healing process, I think is is, is a really is, is a really big thing that we should all somehow uh, try, try to uh, to implicate and and implement into into some kind of a program so that they have somewhere to put their passion. Yeah, agreed. You know, I. I've never thought about it before in that in that terms in those terms, but I completely agree with you. I think that's a, uh, an idea that hasn't been explored as as uh, thoroughly as it needs to be. But I think you're right. Yeah, because it um, is it is an extreme thing. You know, it is an extreme thing going you know and, and going that deep inside yourself and 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 trying to discover and uncover and, and discard yeah. the the stuff that is you know holding you back from. Working through the stuff that 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 is is allowing you to feel this bad about what's going on in your life or about what had happened in your life. And using using the arts as a healing modality is is essential. And actually, it is something that we do. We do a lot of creative writing in our program. We also do a lot of 
yeah, visioning and, and mind mapping, and we do a lot of uh, meditation. And we, there are a whole host of things that go on. But I want to make sure that we give out the VA Suicide Prevention Hotline again. That is 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K, or 1-800-273-8255. And pressing the number 1 when prompted for specific veteran-related services. This is an important piece of the puzzle. And the VA Mental Health Home webpage, which is www.mentalhealth.va.gov. And I also want to mention a couple of things. Um, I have written a very short book called Reintegration Strategies for Depression, Anxiety, Anger, Grief, and PTSD, and that is available for sale on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, all of the proceeds from this book go to Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, hh4heroes.org, where we give away programming to veterans um, who are in search and need of finding a way to thrive after service. And um, we've got a closing message or two, but I wanted to thank Allison Lighthall who works with me in Return to Duty, and Ash Adams, who is the writer, director, producer, and actor in, um, in Mexico, which is a short film he has made about suicide, military suicide. And we will repeat this show. It's a lot to plug into uh, an hour format. And I also wanted to thank Debbie Gregory, who is the CEO of MilitaryConnection.com and the founder of VAMBOA, Veterans and Military Business Owners Association. You can reach her at militaryconnection.com. We are almost out of time, and I almost out of breath. So on behalf of Debbie Gregory, Allison Lighthall, and Ash Adams, we want to thank you for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio and for being interested in Harvesting Happiness for Heroes programming. We wish you kind thoughts kinder words and the kindest of actions and remember happiness is an inside job happiness is your inside job thank you Thank you for being a part of Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen. We'll do this again next Wednesday morning at 10, 11 Central here on Togedown.